Hey Jules. How are you guys tonight? Peak Aesthetics. Aesthetic Nurse Jen, of course. Good to see you again. Tracy Rose. Great, all my posses showing up tonight. Good to see you guys. <clears throat> Got a really interesting topic, I think. I want to share my experiences with you. Hey Jules. Long time no see. Um, I had a really great uh, weekend in Las Vegas. Redhead swag. Craziness tonight. Um, Tatiana. Katrina. Carmel, you, it's past your bedtime. I don't want to keep you up late. Um, you got a big day tomorrow, so you need to be well rested. Um, so I... Um, the topic tonight is sort of new things coming. Hi, Mary-Kate. Thanks for joining. Um, new fillers and neurotoxins that are coming down the pipeline. And uh, I was saying I was at an AMI, uh, Allegheny Medical Institute, training um, this past weekend. And uh, got some really cool news about some stuff I, uh, I really think you're going to find exciting as well. Um, the first topic I think is probably the coolest one. You know, when we're talking about fillers, um, there really hasn't been any really sort of breakthrough new fillers on the market, but I think that's all going to end very, very soon. We spent the, uh, most of the weekend talking about the launch of a new, hey Leanne, thanks for joining, uh, talking about a new product, a new filler um, called Volux which is new to the United States. It has not yet been released, but we got a chance to use it and play with it this weekend and learn a lot about it, especially from people in Europe. Uh, Europe has had this product um, for about three and some people four years. And, um, you know, they told us all about how to use it, how not to use it, where to use it. And it's really primarily intended for use in the jawline and the chin, right? It's a, if you guys know what, Voluma is, and I'm assuming almost anyone out there does. This is like Voluma on steroids. And for those of you who know about Voluma and about G prime and cohesivity, hello, Nina Silver. Um, you're going to love it because I know Nina is a big Voluma fan, but this is like Voluma on steroids. We're talking about Volux, which is the new filler, the next new filler that Allergan has ready for us. And I think you guys are going to find it crazy good. Um, so, you know, G, the G prime is the ability of the product to, re, to resist a deforming force. So if you squish the product and let go, if it has a high G prime, it bounces back. If it has a low G prime, it just stays squished, right? And as you know, Voluma has a pretty high G prime. We use it for our cheek fillers and you know, to lift those soft tissues. And it's pretty cohesive, meaning that it kind of sticks together. It stays together so that if you try to move it around, it, it doesn't do, do much. So um, those are good properties for products that you want to use to, to lift tissue. So this product, Volux, has um, two times the G-prime of Voluma, if you can even wrap your head around that, and three times the cohesivity of Voluma. Hey, Kate, this is going to be right up your alley. We're talking about Voluma's new big brother, the new man of the house, Volux. Um, so it has two times the lifting capacity and three times the cohesivity so they're talking about it like it's sort of, hey, Lulu, I haven't seen you in a while. Good, thanks for joining. Um, your favorite, well, this may become your new favorite. This is called Volux. 
And so where, for example, you might use Voluma, you know, for chin and jaw, no more. It's going to be Volux. Volux like almost mimics bone. It's that stiff and st sturdy. So um, we were learning about how to inject it along the jawline and the chin. And you get some incredible results with this product. And I'm sure it's going to replace Voluma in those areas just because it's better. And the people from Europe were saying it, it lasts you know, two plus years, it's very sturdy, it's very, you know, sort of has a lot of longevity to it, but yet it still looks and feels natural. Um, and they showed some amazing results with jawline augmentation and chin augmentation, stuff that just will blow you away. And I just got, since I'm an Allergan trainer, uh, I got my first order uh, shipped today. I'm going to hopefully get it in the next day or two, and we're going to start playing with it. Uh, it's not going to be released to the general public till sort of the middle of January. Uh, so I'm going to have a, a course. I'm going to make a video about it to show you guys how good it is and to show you how to use it safely. Go over the anatomy because the anatomy, you know, obviously in any area where you're injecting, you really need to be very sure of the anatomy. So I'll go over the anatomy, the, the important anatomy of the chin and the jawline and show you where to inject Volux uh, to get the best results in the jawline. Um, from the, yeah, patients will love the longevity, you're right. And you know, I, they say like even, they said don't underestimate the power. Video of me doing the injections, video of me showing you how to do it. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Voluma's new big brother, the, the, new, the new father of the uh, Juvederm family, Volux, which I just got trained on in Las Vegas this past weekend at an Allergan Medical Institute training. And uh, it's got twice the G prime of Voluma and three times the cohesivity. So it, 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 act, it acts and looks like bone when you put it in, but it's still soft and natural. So I'm getting my first shipment, hopefully the next day or two, I'm gonna start injecting it in some patients. I'll make some videos for you guys so you can um, uh, see what it looks like, uh, see how I do it, see the techniques we've developed uh, to augment the jawline and the chin. And you know, from what the people in, um, in Europe were saying, you know, Europe, I guess, has had this product for, three, some people even four years, some of the first injectors with this product. And they sort of told us, you know, really just stay in the jawline and the chin. Don't go anywhere else with this product. It's just, it's not really meant for cheeks. It's not really meant for any other areas. The safety concerns is the same as all other Juvederm products. It's exactly the same. Um, just think of it as like a, a more tightly wound um, a Voluma. So Voluma has 20 uh, milligrams of HA in it. Uh, Volux has a 25. So it's, you know, significantly sturdier. Um, but I'm going to go over all that when I make my videos. I'll do a very detailed presentation of the patient. I'll draw the relevant anatomy. I'll show you where I'm going to inject. I'll do the injections. I'll take off all the lines and you'll see one side having been done and the other side not having been done. And hope, hopefully you'll all go, oh my God, this is amazing. Because watching them inject the stuff on stage was, was interesting. You know, and you can see the results right away. Um, so I'm going to play with it and, um, it's called Volux, V-O-L-U-X, like Voluma, Vobella, Volor, this is Volux. So, um, really exciting stuff, right? It's going to really change the way you do bony work around the jawline and the chin. Um, interestingly, the techniques that they were showing were pretty much the same techniques that Dr. Murray and I have pioneered. Um, so do you think you could do more with one? Volux versus two Voluma. Yeah, they were kind of saying that it's way more powerful. Like don't underestimate the value of 0.1 uh, 
cc's of this stuff because we actually had syringes of all the juvenile products and we were injecting them on our hands on slides we were trying to squish it we were, we were testing it to see how strong it was we were sort of squirting it and seeing how long the string would be before it broke to test the cohesivity and when you put volux you squirt out some volux and you squirt out some voluma the volux looks like a hershey kiss the Voluma looks like someone took a little bite off the Hershey Kiss. It's sort of half as high. And if you press on it, it feels a little bit like jello, like it really kind of bounces back. And the uh, the Europeans who've been using this, um, will this change the chin and jawline class? Yeah, it's going to change it from the point of view of we're going to use a different product. We're going to use Voluma and Velour, but we're going to use Voluma in a different place than we you know, were using it before, only because we have a better choice now. Um, not periosteum only, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get on the periosteum to, to go under the masseter muscle, but yes, you can do some bolusing on the periosteum, uh, but also you can do it subcutaneously, but whatever you do, it has to be a deep injection, right? So if you're in the, in the subcutaneous space or, you know, you don't want to be up next to the skin because it, in, in particularly in thin skin patients, like kind of like with any other filler, those products that have a high G prime, you really don't want to inject close. Think about it the same way you'd inject Voluma. You wouldn't inject Voluma close to the dermis or, you know, so you want to get it deep so you have a lot of soft tissue coverage. Could it be used in the cheek? They said not to. They were very clear on that because the, if you think about it, your cheek is an area with a lot of mobility, right? And if you put in something that's thick, it's going to inhibit mobility. You're going to look unnatural. This is why so many people who have overdone cheeks look unnatural because when they smile, nothing moves and they don't animate or they're, they're like this and you can barely see their eyes because it's a slit. You don't want your cheek to be immobile, right? You don't want that because it looks so unnatural. And that's, again, one of the mistakes a lot of people have made. But they were very, people asked numerous times and the answer was always the same. Do not use it in the cheek. So I have to listen to what they say. They've had it for three or four years and I'm sure they made all the mistakes. Kind of like, I share my mistakes with you and say, don't do this, don't do that, because I've done it and it doesn't work. They were doing the same thing with us. So that's that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, you know how you've got Volbella, Volor, Voluma, now Volux. At the other end of the scale, below Volbella, right? So how could you be below Volbella? Is a product called Volite. And in the United States, it's going to be called Skin Vive. And imagine um, like if you're putting on, you know, moisturizers to your skin and all these things that quote unquote penetrate, right? Most of it you wipe off. Like most of it doesn't penetrate. Most of it is, it kind of hydrates because it puts a little seal on your face. or Maybe it penetrates a little bit, whatever. But, you know, it really doesn't penetrate. That's why it's a topical, right? I mean, let's face it. So imagine if you could take HA gel that has even less cohesivity than Bobella, even less of a G prime than Bobella, and inject that into the superficial skin and have that product draw in fluid, stimulate collagen production, stimulate elastin production, because you're giving the skin all the products it needs to, to, to do that, to, to make that construct. That's what this is. This is Volite. They say it should not be categorized as a filler, more like a skin rejuvenator and they had the woman, um, the Carruthers, uh, Jean Carruthers, who actually discovered Botox. And she, she's about 80 years old now. She was talking on a video. Funny enough, she had a DLI injury. She was like talking. And I was like, she has a DLI injury. Like her lip was, you know, wasn't going down on the other side. I was like, what the heck? So she was saying that 
Volite, or in a, what we're going to call it, Skin Vive, is now creates about 46% of her practice. And Dr. Yolen, who many of you may know, said it, it's a whole new category that that's beyond what we've ever had before. So it's really about injecting it into the skin, superficially into the dermis. And so instead of putting something hydrating on your skin, you're actually injecting it into the skin. It's like injecting serum into the skin. It draws in all the water, it hydrates it, it has all the pieces that the body needs to create more collagen elastin, high hyaluronic acid. And it's sort of like, it's like seeds for the skin, but it works like that. It lasts for nine months and people can't keep it stocked. I mean, they were just going crazy about this. The Europeans were talking about this as well. Uh, and they, again, they've had it for a number of years. And they go, once you guys get this, you, you know, you'll throw out all your other skincare problems. Not really. But they were like, this is going to just trump any of the products that you have before. Dime Marie is on the line. Good to see you guys. You guys are doing well. Cynthia, hello. Good to see you. Um, so Skin Vive and Volux, right? Just one at each end of the spectrum. Completely expanding our choices of, of uh, Juvederm products now. And doing really kind of different things. And you think little by little... We're going to keep sort of chipping away at it. Uh, we're going to, they're also going to have before the year's out, next year's out, uh, online, on label indications for Platysma Ambassador, right? We're doing it anyway, but at least it's going to be on label now. So that's good. Also, kind of another interesting filler that they were, that I can talk about a little bit is, um, you know, those of you who have used Radius and some of the old timers out there, Cape and Island Plastic Surgery. Good to see you guys. Um, remember that Radius was, is an interesting product because it's calcium hydroxyl apatite combined with a carboxymethylcellulose carrier, right? So you inject this whole thing into the patient's body uh, and the carboxymethylcellulose carrier dissolves and you're left with these particles of calcium that created an inflammatory reaction which stimulate your body to make more collagen. Great. The problem is that when you inject it with, with the carrier and then the carrier dissolves in like eight or 12 weeks, that's a sugar. Then you get this release of calcium and it slowly starts to creep up and create more collagen. But during that period of time where it's going down, the patients are like, what happened to it? What, what is it? Where'd it go? I mean, it's only been two, three months. Well, you know, it's a little bit of a hard sell to sort of explain to them. Well, yeah, you know, you're, this is how it works and it's just going to come back. And so, what about if we took Juvederm, mixed it up with some radius, some calcium hydroxylapatite, and injected that? That way, there's no net loss, so the, the calcium particles become exposed in the high hyaluronic acid shell, and they start producing collagen right away, so you get an immediate fill that stays, then you get even a little more as the calcium bumps out, right? How cool is that? I don't know the name of that product yet. I know it's in the pipeline um, and also very exciting. Um, and another even, I think, somewhat cooler idea is that, uh, you know, there are five toxins on the market right now. And with those five on the market, I think Botox is like 78 or 79% of market share in those with you know, all the other ones. Kind of, Dysport probably has like, 16 or 15 and the others are maybe other ones are behind so imagine if you could cut out the whole process of reconstituting and drawing up and losing losing units and figuring out dilution 
what if you could just pick up a syringe? Here's my Simplast pen that I got at the ASPS show in Boston. Um, what if you could just pick up a preloaded syringe with on-label amounts of neurotoxin in them and just go, oh, I need some neurotoxin. Okay, here it is, on-label. Here, another one, on-label. And you don't have to mix it. You don't have to lose any. You don't have to do anything. You just refrigerate the syringes, uncap it, and inject it. That's happening. That's literally happening right now as we speak. Um, and what about if we could make that toxin longer lasting? Well, really, to be honest with you, there isn't a longer lasting toxin, right? The only way to make a longer lasting toxin, those of you who know me, know what I'm gonna say, that dose equals duration, right? So the studies have been done that have shown that in whichever area you inject, and it was done in the glabella, that's where the, that's where the study was done, that when you go from 20 to 40 to 80 units of neurotoxin in the glabella, you get an increasing point time of duration, right? So let's say the average person's three months, you can get it out to five or six months with a high dose. And then after a certain dose, it's saturated, nothing else happens. And I think that cutoff was like at 80 units. Like I think the difference between 80 and 100 was zero, right? And obviously you have to hyper concentrate it so it doesn't spread and get, um, get you know, ptosis of the islet or whatever. But, but you will see, and if you look at some of the other toxins that are claiming longer longevity, uh, they're just giving higher doses. Um, no mystery there, right? There's no mystery. There's no such thing as a free ride. So all the toxins, their dosing creates duration. So if you have a patient who comes in and says, you know, um, I'm, all, I'm only getting you know two months from my neurotoxin, then the patient's being underdosed, right? Or if you, if you see that, you can say, well, that's good. It works well, but we just need to increase the dose to give you a longer duration. That always works. So don't be misled by some of these people who think that they're actually creating a toxin that does something different because it, it hasn't been invented yet. It doesn't exist. There are companies, Allergan is one of them, that are looking at different formulations, different families of toxins that might work a little differently, but all the ones on the market right now have exactly the same, um, shall we say, active ingredient, the 150 kilodalt nucleus with the 150, you know, the long chain and the short chain that breaks up and cleaves the snare proteins. That's exactly the same in all five toxins. The only thing different is the complexing protein. So just a little bit of history. So I'm really excited about Volux. I think that's gonna change the way we do faces. You know, the interesting thing to me at this meeting, there were about 500 Allergan trainers from across the country that were invited to this thing. And I would say at least 50% of them all looked exactly the same. What do I mean by that? What do you think I mean by that? Um, like my eyes aren't that good anymore as I'm getting older. And if I can look 25 feet away and can't really make out someone's face, but I can see their lips from 25 feet and that's all I can see, I know there's something wrong with that picture, right? And everyone's starting to morph into the same freaky, weird looking person with the big lips that are so pouty, the cheeks that are so big that you can see them across the room and their eyes are just little slits. And it's, it's actually hard to look at. And I actually, unfortunately, I'm um, seeing a lot of videos about, about, about Volux or threading. Don't do threading. Threading's terrible. Please don't do that. Uh, so private practices enforce non-competes and contract. No, 
Non-competes aren't legal. They don't really work. Uh, if someone leaves you and they take your patience, there's really nothing you can do about it. You can't stop a patient from going to see someone else. Um, you know what? Just just suck it up. Just What patients pay for are outcomes. Just get better outcomes and you don't have to worry about losing patients. Treat people well. You don't have to worry about losing them. Some people still may do it and there's honestly there's nothing you can do about it. Just, just do better than they will by being a better injector and better person. Don't worry about it. Um, but these people all started looking so morphed and it was the same look. And I had two people who I know well, I know very well, that came up to me and I was like, hi, I'm sort of hesitating. And I was like, until they actually started speaking, I didn't actually recognize them, which broke my heart. Um, I got a job offer and I declined it. Um, it was a chain. Was I wrong? No, don't do a chain. Don't do a chain. They will use you and abuse you, chew you up and spit you out. You'll do much better working in a med spa with, some, with a doctor or nurse. I mean, you, you, believe me, the chain is there just to abuse you and make money off of you and you're not um, going to do it. Alien faces. This field of medicine needs to normalize. Yeah, that's exactly it, Nina. I mean, you know, you're, you've been injecting for a long time. And you know how this industry is is is, is morphing and shipping, shifting. And, you know, I don't, I, I can certainly understand why patients are worried. I mean, filler, filler usage is down across the country right now. Um, and never work at the ideal image. You're 100% right. I can't believe you know about that. Um, yes, you're actively looking. Well, good. You should. Um, there's, listen. At this meeting, they were saying that Allergan is going to be thought, thought, 10 to 15,000 injectors short in the next two or three years to satisfy all the patient's demand. So everyone's going to be busy. Everyone's going to have patients. I mean, those of us who are good injectors will do really, really well. Do not do PDO threads. You will kill people. It's terrible. It's horrible. I tried it. It's really it's expensive. The results aren't good. They're temporary. If people go like this, they can break it. I've seen extrusions. I've seen infections. You can injure facial nerves. They're just not worth it on, at, at any level. I mean, I think it, they're terrible. I mean, literally, I tried them and I just threw them away. I, just, I think it's, it was bad. I felt it was unfair to the patients to charge that much money for the slight result you get. And then it was temporary. I even tried it on my wife. She had a little extrusion. I mean, it was, it was nightmarish. And I've seen plenty of complications from other providers who probably shouldn't have been doing them in the first place. Um, they couldn't get it out. They got stuck. They had dimpling in the skin. I mean, it was it was nightmarish. So, first of all, nurses aren't al- nurses and NPs in Massachusetts aren't allowed to do it. So, it, it, you know, so if you're a nurse or an NP, don't you can't do it. It says specifically uh, in in the NP regulations as well as the nurses that you're not allowed to do it. So, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk your life and your and your uh, license and your well being for this. Uh, please elaborate a little. Why do PDO threads? They're terrible because. I mean, listen, people will can, will do anything, right, for money. They'll, they'll put anything in people's faces. But if you look at the economics of it, the threads are very, very expensive. If a patient's had any previous threads or scar tissue and you're having a trocar, the, the facial nerve, which you, you, you sort of moves your entire face, is this far from the surface. If you go a little too deep, you can injure a nerve, you can injure a blood vessel, you can have a terrible complication. And if you can't open up that patient's face and take care of it, you shouldn't be doing it. Um, secondly, nurses and NPs are not allowed to do it in Massachusetts. Thirdly, the number of complications that you see from these threads are ridiculous. 
Fourthly, it only lasts for a short period of time. It's temporary. The barbs are small. If you go like this, you can break them. If you roll over, if you laugh really hard at, or chew something, I've seen people break them. So I, I just, I just, I had a whole video on this for, I went out for 40 minutes railing about it. Uh, and Dr. Moray actually watched, went to some thread classes and watched them and just came away thinking, no one should ever do this. Um, must yell, yeah. People don't know. So if you've never been under the skin, if you haven't lifted up the skin, you just don't know what you're seeing and what you're feeling. You don't know the proper depth. But even if you get it perfectly right, I just don't think the amount of improvement for the length of time you get is worth it. I mean, you can do a better, there are many better procedures that do it. Um, if your liability insurance won't cover you, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a sign. And if the board of registration of nursing says you shouldn't do it, that's another really strong sign because that's indefensible in a court of law. When they pull out the they pull out the board of registration of nursing guidelines, they go, "Can you explain to me why you're doing this when your board says you shouldn't and your malpractice and carrier won't cover you? You know, you have, you have no leg to stand on. So it's negligence per se, and it goes right to damages. It's just a matter of how much money you're going to pay based on the degree of injury the patient's had." So, um, uh, no threading, don't thread, don't thread, don't thread. Uh, there's a lot of other things to do. We've got this great new product, Vo, what I was just talking about, Volux, that will literally lift your entire chin. They've seen so much neck improvement. There was a really great presentation from this one doctor that's doing a lot of Volux combined with Kybella, and he's showing some incredible results. He's showing a good neck lift just from the Volux. And then if you have a little bit of extra fat, he's going after that, maybe a little bit of this with the Kybella, and he's seeing great results. So, so I, I, you know, I think that was really, really cool. But um, yeah, Kybella is, I think, someone got up and said, what about Alarcan's little redhead sister, the Kybella that everyone's forgotten about? And everyone started laughing. But then this doctor got up, he's like, let me tell you, and he's like done more Kybella training than anybody. And he was showing these great results with it. You know, it's like anything else. All these things work, right? It's just a matter of the right patient with the right person doing it in the right area on the patient's face. You know, all these things have to kind of line up. And when they do, you, you can do great work with all these products. Excuse me, and combining products work well. Kybella, um, I do a little bit. The nurses upstairs do a little more. I mean, I probably just do liposuction myself just because, you know, it, it's most patients want liposuction when they see me anyway. And if I say, well, I might be able to do it after a few treatments and do a little at a time, that's not why they're seeing me. They, they'll see the nurses upstairs, Brittany or Lori, and they do great, great work with it. And they, and they like it. And I think it's fine. If I have like a little touch up, maybe I've done lipo and I've got a little extra fat in one spot. I might just do that rather than having to do a whole other lipo again. <clears throat> oh, it's good. It's a good product. And uh, I recommend you to use it. Volux, when is it available for class? So I just put the first order. So it'll be available to the public in mid to late uh, January. Uh, I'm going to probably get my shipment this week and I'll be working with some models on it to just sort of hone my skills and perfect it. So when I present it to you and make a video for you, um, you'll be able to see what technique I'm using. And interestingly, it was pretty much the, if those of you who've taken my chin and jawline course, it's almost exactly the same technique we've been using with Voluma, but now we're going to use Volux here, like to mimic bone, and we're going to use Voluma above it in those areas that war that movement. That was Jen's question about using it in the cheeks, and you really shouldn't use Volux in any area where you need movement, right? Like this or or this kind of stuff. So um, that's what I learned. Thoughts on impending recession and impacts on aesthetics. Um, I think it's real. I think it's real. Um, you know, interestingly, I think I was saying before that um, 
sales of breast implants, I was talking to the reps today, have dropped dramatically off 20-something percent. Uh, sales of filler down significantly, uh, 15, 17 percent. Sales of Botox up, still going up. Can't stop Botox sales, can't stop neurotoxin sales. Uh, filler is more expensive. Um, people can live without filler. They can't live without Botox because they can see the wrinkles right away. I think Botox does more right away to change your face. And if you've lived wrinkle-free for a while uh, and the wrinkles return, you don't want them. But if you've had filler and you go down a little bit, you can kind of live with it. I think I think the uh, impact will be significant. You know, um, When we had a, a downturn like this in 2008, 2009, uh, people stopped doing facelifts, stopped doing additions to their house and stopped traveling to Europe. But they still bought lipstick and did Botox and did fillers, they just sort of turn it down a little bit, you know? So instead of doing a facelift for 20,000 or whatever it was, they did some Botox and filler and sort of waited until the things got better. So I don't think it, I don't think aesthetics will stop. I think there's too much momentum and patients need aesthetics, particularly when they're feeling bad, particularly when they're down and out, you know, even during, uh, in, you know, as soon as COVID was over, look what happened. I mean, we couldn't, we could, we had to lock the doors to keep people out. And, and still, I'm still feeling it today. I mean, I'm working as hard as I think I've ever worked. Um, and just because the demand is there. It's just, it, you know, we're not doing anything different, but the demand is crazy. And I was talking to some of the, the upper level people at, at you know, Allergan. And I was saying, you know, uh, do you think one day they'll ever have something for breastfeeding or pregnant women? <laughs> no. Yes, of course they will. There's all, if there's a market for it, there'll be a product to meet that market. But I was saying, you know, the the number of new injectors entering this space, you know, searching for education, the number of new patients that are far more than the number of new injectors coming into this space, the amount of new technology coming into this space that's changing all the time, uh, long-lasting products will do well. Um, but there isn't enough education to put all three of those pieces together. You know, new injectors, new patients, and new technologies. Like no one knows what to do and we're just getting overwhelmed by it. So that's kind of like my goal was to sort of create something to sort that out, to create injectors and people who understand devices to meet the need. Again, we're going to be something like 15,000 injectors short, according to Allergan's latest statistics in the next two years because they see it exploding. I mean, it's it's doubled in the last three years, the whole market, right? So it's an interesting time. And really what matters most for all of you is just getting good results, right? Just create happy patients, get good outcomes. People will come back, you'll be able to sell them other things, do other things. We'll have at least two new products in the, in the, in the near future. And Volux is, is really exciting. I'll, I'll talk about it again when it gets a little closer. If anyone has any, any other questions, come to New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm trying to get my medical license in New Hampshire um, so I can do some stuff in New Hampshire. That is my next, uh, that's my next, I've got my sights set on that next. Uh, but I, I kind of, I guess, let me write myself a note because I, I've got it, I've got it in process. I just haven't finished it. Um, good. Yeah, because we've got some injectors in New Hampshire that want to kind of want to work with us. So, I will do that next. Um, any other questions about Volux before we sign off and I will start doing some work? Rhode Island, probably after New Hampshire um, because there's a, sort of a bigger need in New Hampshire and I think it's a, a little easier. But yeah, I, I want to get it in all the states so we can sort of do stuff in all the states. The New, yeah, I've heard the New Hampshire board's difficult to work with, but I'm such a bright, shining star. They shouldn't have any problem, right? 
Kathy Syria, how are you? Thank you for commenting. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, um, I think you're going to be so excited about this product. It is, from what everyone tells me, uh, a complete game changer for the jawline and the chin. And it will allow us to use Volumen in places that we haven't used it before because it's Volumen's big daddy now. So anyway, thanks a lot, folks. Uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, by then, I'll, I'll hopefully have done a few patients with Volux. Maybe I'll show you a few before and afters and see what you guys think. Until then, have a great rest of the week and I'll see you soon. Bye.